Good morning. Today is Monday, October 24th, 2022. So, have you ever seen a rainbow? And how did you feel when you saw a rainbow? Is there any more beautiful sight in the natural world than a rainbow? It's just breathtaking. Now, I understand that a rainbow is a natural phenomenon. It's the prism effect of water droplets in the air after rain. But for us as Jews, a rainbow is also something that is much deeper and much more spiritual. Because when we see a rainbow, it is something that is so special, we make a bracha, we say a blessing. And the blessing goes like this, Baruch Hashem, blessed are you God, Elokeinu Melech Olam, our God and the God of our ancestors. Zocher Habris, you God, remember your promise. Veneman Bibriso, and you are trustworthy to keep your promise, and you keep your word. You fulfill your word, your promises. And that refers to a parsha in our Torah portion this week, the parsha of Noah. After the flood that destroys the entire world, God says as follows. God says to himself, I will never again curse the entire earth because of the sins of man. Because the inclination of human beings is not always so perfect. I recognize that I created human beings who are imperfect. And I accept that human beings are imperfect and they will make mistakes, made mistakes in the future, and will make mistake, mistakes in the past. Sorry, have made mistakes in the past and will make mistakes in the future. Now, Certainly, God does bring about localized flooding that can be very, very devastating, but not global. And notice, by the way, that God's promise is very limited. You have to read the fine print. God promises that he will never destroy the entire earth by flood. God could destroy destroy part of the earth by flood, and God could theoretically destroy the whole earth by some other means, but God promises he will not destroy the entire earth by flood. Okay, listen, take whatever we can get. And then the Torah continues. God says to Noah after the flood, I am making a promise to you, God says to Noah. 
I will never again destroy the entire world through flood. There will never again be a flood that will destroy the entire earth. Parts of it, yes, but never again the entire earth as happened in the days of Noah. Vayomer Elohim. And God says, Zos os habris. This is the sign of my promise. Asher The promise that I'm making between myself and between you and your descendants. As kashti nasati anan, I will place a rainbow in the sky. A keshes, a rainbow, appears in the sky when God would want to destroy the whole world through flood, but God remembers his promise and he does not do so. And that explains the text of the bracha, the blessing, that our sages ordain that we say when we see a rainbow, that we say about God, Blessed are you, God. Zocher habris, you remember your promise. Venemambi briso, you are trustworthy to keep your promise. And you fulfill your word. So we see the keshes. We understand that there's a difficulty. We understand what might have otherwise happened. But you promised, and you keep your promise. Thank you very much, God, for keeping your promise. And our sages ordained reciting a bracha, a blessing, when we see a rainbow, because this is so important for us to remember. Just like our sages ordained, we make a bracha before we eat a food. We make a bracha before we smell sweet smells. (coughs) Excuse me. They ordained that we make a bracha when we see a rainbow. So, it's not such a good thing to see a rainbow in the sky. Once we learn this, once we review this passage in this week's Parsha, how are you going to feel the next time you see a rainbow? And in fact, the Talmud says that during a particularly righteous generation of Jews, no rainbow was seen for the entire generation. That was a sign of the high spiritual level that God never had to put the sign there because God, during that time, did not consider that there should be a flood and was held back by his promise. Okay, well, if that's what a rainbow means, then why is it so beautiful? I mean, if what it means is so bad, why is it so awe-inspiring? So something that everyone says, oh, and people take pictures, let's go outside and look. We should be running away. We, be sh- we should be ashamed. Why is it such a beautiful sign? So for a number of years in the New York Times, There was a weekly column, 
and the title of the column was Corner Office. It was in the finance section of the New York Times. And each week, they would profile a successful CEO, his management style, lessons to learn from her leadership. I found it very, very interesting, although I'm not connected to any of the businesses that were covered. But some of the most important lessons in life come from business, come from economics. And one week, a number of years ago, they interviewed a man, Don Schneider. Don Schneider was the CEO of SIB Development and Consulting. I confess, I have never heard of him. I've never heard of his company. But it is a very, very successful company, a multi-billion dollar company. And he talks about his history of leadership in business. He started a company. It rose to $35 million in revenue. He sold it, started another company with 25 employees. It immediately had $6 million in revenue, and it was growing. Okay, very interesting. So they asked the question that they ask of all of these people, how has your management style changed over the years? What have you learned about how you do business and run your company? So listen to what he says. He says, in the beginning, my first business, I would scream, I would yell, I would throw things when I got upset. If my workers did something wrong, they made a mistake. I was hot-headed, it was stressful. I was the stereotypical lunatic CEO and that's just the way it was. And then I started my new company and I started to handle things differently. I don't get upset, he says. Pretty amazing. I don't yell anymore because it accomplishes nothing. What made you realize this? So here's the story that I want to tell you. We had an employee, he tells, who was working on a project for a Fortune 500 company, a major project. He'd been working on it for a month, compiling data, and he didn't back up his hard drive. And it crashed. So there was a month's work of data, a month's work of work, and it was lost. And it caused a tremendous uh, amount of difficulty and loss, embarrassment to this company we were consulting for because we had lost everything. All the other employees who knew about this, they thought, I was either going to fire him or kill him. And by the way, the problem that this executive had to deal with is not just this one employee because 
Other employees might forget to back up their data and cause similar problems. It happened to one particular problem to one particular person, but the potential problem applies to everybody. If you don't back up your data, you're in big trouble. So here's what he did. I said to this employee, you have got to go buy ice cream for everyone in the company. Because we're going to have an ice cream party because of what you did. So, we're all sitting around eating ice cream. And everybody knows why we're eating ice cream. Because this guy made a terrible mistake that cost the company lots of money. And every one of them potentially could do the same thing. And he said to himself that that message got through. And the people, the employees, they remembered that ice cream party. And they would say to themselves, oh yeah, we had an ice cream party last week. You know why? Because someone forgot to back up their data. So we better be careful to make sure that we back up our data and don't make a stupid mistake like that. And he said, we have not had to recover any more hard drives since that happened. When God is displeased, when God is disappointed, God sends us two messages, one wrapped in another. I am displeased. I am dis disappointed. And I will communicate this to you by showing you how important you are to me. How much I love you, God says. I will express my displeasure with ice cream. With the most beautiful sight in the natural world, the most beautiful sight that this world has to offer, that's the message of the rainbow. I'm disappointed. I'm upset. And I'm going to express it to you in a way that shows how much I love you, how much I care for you. That's an amazing way to convey such a message. The truth is this applies in all kinds of relationships, especially the relationship between parents and children. One of the hardest jobs of a parent is to give guidance, discipline to a child, but with love, with ice cream. The truth is, many parents simply don't parent. No limits. Parents want to be their child's friend. Never say no. Everything is okay. And some parents discipline when they're angry when they lose their temper. 
And both of those extremes are terribly harmful. The goal of parenting should be to hold our children accountable, to express our displeasure and our disappointment, but to do it with ice cream, to do it in a way that at the same time expresses our love, our unconditional support, and our conviction that they can do better. That's the message that our Torah portion teaches with the sign of the rainbow. And so the next time you see a rainbow, find a sidur or look it up on your phone, look up the bracha and say the bracha with the realization of the dual message this inspiring sight is supposed to teach us. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.